You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Israel has hit back at South Africa, accusing uh, the country of tabling many distortions at the International Court of Justice that's currently sitting in The Hague in the Netherlands. The ICJ is hearing presentations from uh, the Israeli delegation today following uh, South Africa's uh, presentations yesterday. Now, South Africa argued that the World Court should issue an order which would compel Israel to stop what it terms genocidal acts in the bombardment of Gaza and the killing of Palestinian civilians. Israel has, however, questioned, among other things, uh, whether South Africa has considered that some of the civilians killed during the war could have been militants disguised as civilians. So for some analysis on the latest developments, we join on the line by human rights lawyer Richard Spoor. Uh, Richard, thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Thank you, Sakina. So just as a point of departure, uh, what did you think of South Africa's presentation yesterday and uh, Israel's rebuttal so far? Well, the high point for us, as it always is in these matters, is when we close our submissions in our case. That's as good as it gets. Um, It's once you hear the other side that you only recognize the weaknesses in your own case. And this is particularly so in circumstances where South Africa filed its written submissions, uh, its case, its complaint, if you like, publicly and openly, and we had an opportunity to read it. But Israel did not file any written response. And the first time we hear what Israel has to say is is today when they make these verbal submissions. So um, we've been a little disadvantaged. We've only heard the good news, and we heard the good news from our perspective and from the uh, perspective of the rights of the people we're trying to protect. Um, but today, um, as predicted, I think um, Israel has hit back and hit back quite hard. Um, you know, other than impugning our motives and our integrity and pointing out, you know, that we were receiving senior Hamas leaders three weeks after the atrocities and trying to suggest that um, this, this, this implies a kind of a, a malicious and a wrongful motive on our part. Um, on the substance, um, they are really going very hard on, 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 in arguing that South Africa has failed to prove the necessary intention. The point is well made by Israel that genocide is a uniquely malicious and evil act. It is the crime of crimes and the ultimate wickedness. So before you pronounce that somebody has done committed genocide, you know there is a there is a high standard of proof. You don't just toss around allegations of genocide, and they're saying that we fail to meet that requirement even for the provisional orders that we seek. Um, they argue this by reference to official policy documents, standards, and directives that have been issued by the uh, uh, the War Cabinet and the committee charged with the conduct of the war. They've made reference to um, military directives and standing orders governing the conduct of their troops. And they've tried very hard to dismiss some of the more extreme inflammatory and genocidal statements made by members of the Israeli leadership um, over the last several weeks. Um, And they're doing that fairly effectively. So um, 
this isn't the slam dunk we might have thought it could have been yesterday. This is going to be a very difficult um, matter for the court to decide, and it's certainly not um, a given that we're going to get the relief that we've asked for. The other interesting thing I thought, um, uh, Richard, was uh, the question of jurisdiction and how Israel has approached that. Uh, you know, what did you make of it? Mm, well, it looks as if, um, you know, there have been some uh, um, mistakes, shall we put it, in the South African side. I thought the point that um, they are making that the referral to the court was premature in that there was no dispute, which requires, they say, first of all, that the dispute be of substance, but secondly, that there should be some exchange between the parties, some bilateral interaction between them. So we should say, listen, we got a problem. Israel should be able to respond to that, and we should be able to see if we remain in dispute or if it can be clarified. Now, the law that was cited by counsel for Israel is that we failed to do that. We declared a dispute. We didn't give Israel a chance to respond. We didn't engage with them. And in fact, they go further to say that we've been dishonest about those exchanges between us. They say there is no evidence of any positive engagement, and therefore the dispute wasn't ripe and wasn't ready to be referred to the court. I do think this is a bit technical, but um, it doesn't, you know, and I don't think it'll be uh, definitive. I don't think it's going to swing things one way or the other. But it does suggest, um, you know, that we may have acted with um, inappropriate haste. Um, this, you know, this is a kind of mistake that one shouldn't be making. And it gives Israel an opportunity to, to embarrass us and, um, you know, undermine the excellent work we've done to date. And of course, uh, those who have been critical of South Africa approaching the ICJ uh, would say that, you know, South Africa obviously um, are not intent on proving genocide per se, but uh, basically to stop uh, the uh, uh, military action in mm. Gaza at the moment. So mm. let's talk to that and, and, and how all of that is likely to play out here. Well, I heard Professor Thomas Hausen a little while ago who was saying that, um, you know, what we really want is a provisional order. And that provisional order will have the political and consequences that, that the world will, will see Israel and its conduct of this war in a right in a light that suggests that they are guilty of genocide, even though that that finding will only be made at a much later stage. So the suggestion from Thomas Hausen is that um, we're just trying to win PR points. We're trying to cast Israel at a bad light, um, you know, damage them politically and diplomatically. Now, I don't think that that is the case at all. Um, you know, any objective observer looking at what is happening in the Gaza can only be appalled. I mean, to destroy more than half the housing, to destroy almost every university and school and public facility, to destroy mosques on the scale on which Israel has done so, um, you know, informed also by the genocidal type statements that have been made and the conduct of its military Look, um, you know, people 
are perfectly entitled to be appalled and to and to say, look, this cannot possibly be reasonable. This must be an intention. This must must demonstrate an intention um, to commit genocide, an act of genocide. It's important to note that genocide doesn't just include, you know, the killing of people. It also includes um, a forced removal of people, driving them out of a place, and it also includes things like a failure to deal with people who incite genocide. And clearly there's been a failure on Israel's part to take to task the officials who've made these outrageous statements regarding the character of Palestinians and identifying those people as a target. So mm. it's it's difficult and it's challenging. Um, and it's no slam dunk for us. The court will have to, you know, work these things through very carefully and and we wait to see what it decides. Uh, Richard Spoor is a human rights lawyer giving us uh, his assessment of the proceedings so far. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.